Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Have you looked at your life and wondered from time to time, am I doing exactly what it is that I want to do? Is the life that I've created for myself really the life that my spirit is calling for? Have I truly achieved the promise of paradise? Or am I still running and moving and trying and striving and working but still haven't gotten to where I'm thriving and joyful and happy and peaceful? I want to present a book to you today that really is a simple guide to really let you get in touch with if you're doing what you really want to do, or if it's time to shed even another layer, a layer of thoughts, a layer of behaviors, a layer of expectation of the world and of yourself. I really got a lot out of this little book by uh, Jonathan Ellerby because it, it brought to surface so many of the thoughts that were rumbling around my world at this particular time, and everything we always need shows up exactly when we need it. And I was trying myself to make some really hard decisions of letting things go that society thinks should be in place, that my perceptions of what others thought needed to remain in place. And this book was definitely an answer to helping me shift through some of that and actually more easily let it go. And it was just through reading Jonathan's own story and what he did that helped to make that process a little bit easier. It doesn't mean that uh, it's not going to be a challenge to let go of some of those things you're trying to hang on to, but it does let you look at what you've got and decide if it's all really worth it or if something else might be better. Jonathan Ellerby is a featured expert in films, print, television, and radio, and he's the best-selling author and CEO of Tao Inspired Living in Riviera Maya of Mexico. With over 20 years of experience in the fields of holistic healing, spiritual counseling, integrative medicine, and corporate consulting, Jonathan Ellerby helps people make practical, lasting changes with innovative strategies and simple wisdom. The Promise of Paradise is an extraordinary guidebook that will give you the tools and the attitude to make the greatest move of your life. This is a clear, simple, and humorous little book that takes you through the true life lessons of a wellness expert and spiritual teacher. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jonathan Ellerby to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Jonathan. Wow, I don't know what to say. That sounded so good. I, <laughs> I want to know what book you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, things hit you in the, at the right time in the right place. And, and, you know, in my own life, I've spent years just 
the last five years just building 1111 and all these things, and I'm busy and I'm working and I'm doing all this stuff and I'm touching a lot of people, but I found myself at the exact same place that you are in this book. And so it really touched me in a huge way, which is why I wanted to have you on 1111 Interviews TV. And for listeners, you can access that on my YouTube channel, Simran Singh 1111, or on live stream 1111 Interviews TV and, and see and hear Jonathan in person. But more so, I really wanted to have this conversation for people around the idea of success because it's become Mm -hmm. so distorted and it's become so pulled out of shape that it's pulling us out of shape. And so I want you to talk a little bit about what brought you to this point of changing your life so drastically and to writing this profound little book. Yeah, there's a lot of good questions in there. And later, I'd love to talk about this idea of success and what it is. Um, cause I think there are different styles of success and, uh, so I hope we'll get there soon, but, but you, we have to start at the beginning, right? Which is, you know, how did I, um, begin this journey of change that, that I've been through. And it's really, uh, ironic because I listened to the beginning of your show and you're asking your, your listeners really important questions. You know, are you, are you on the path that serves you the most? And are, is, does your life bring fulfillment? And do you feel authentic? And, and, and I wrote a book called Inspiration Deficit Disorder that's all about how a lack of connection to our passion, our inspiration, our sense of authenticity results in very real um, struggles with energy, with addiction, with relationships, and so on. And so I was trying to make this connection for people between, you know, being yourself, finding yourself, honoring yourself, and your health, uh, and, and, you know, your work. You're just the most practical things you can think of. But um, the twist of the story is that as I was asking people these questions, these wonderful questions that you were asking us, something funny started to happen, right? You know, I'd be out at events or a book signing, and I kept saying, are you living your truth? Is the situation you're in fulfilling your dreams? Does it realize your highest potential? And eventually, you know, I'd go to bed at night and I'd have the same questions playing in my head until finally, you know, I had to ask myself the same questions. I was at a fantastic job in a, in a great company. I worked for a famous resort called Canyon Ranch. I'm with a great publisher, Hay House. You know, our, our home life was, was strong. We had a, all the physical stuff people wanted, you know, the big house in a nice neighborhood and you know, all, all that stuff, all that success. But interestingly, interestingly, just after the release of a book, you'd think this would be just the highlight, right? It just felt like something was missing. Mm. And, and for people listening, I mean, I have to tell you, the nagging feeling that something is missing is one of the most precise and important feelings you can listen to. Because what you're going to do after that is you're going to start to overanalyze and overpsychologize and, and, and put social filters on your doubts and your questions. But if you have a simple nagging feeling that something is missing, it probably is. And then the question is, are you, are you brave enough? Are you committed enough? Are you willing to take a step and, and to look beyond what you have, no matter how safe, no matter how familiar, and no matter how good it looks in the eyes of others? And that, you know, and maybe I'll, I'll make this short uh, conclusion to the story, 
mean, that's in a nutshell what happened to me was that I, I had all the success I think that I could have wanted until that moment, and I felt like I was really poised for all the conventional success I could have wanted, but it somehow wasn't adding up for me emotionally or spiritually, and I just felt, you might say, a calling to explore my creativity in a greater way, to um, impact the world in a different way, and also to create a lifestyle and a personal life um, that would be even more extraordinary and invigorated than, than what I had experienced to that date. And, and, and that's, so what, that's, that's what really that's what hit I said me about, about doing. Yeah. That's what really hit me about the book, Jonathan, was I, I got the sense that it's, it's going to hit two types of people, that it's, it's going to hit those people that are really just in a life that they don't want, that they dream about paradise, but they don't believe that paradise is actually there, and they want that promise. And then it's going to hit this other spectrum of people, uh, people a lot like you, a lot like me, that are doing certain types of work that are that are content with the work that they're doing, that are living the work that they're doing, but something else is asking them or telling them that the life they have is too small for them. Materially, it might be too big for them, but uh-huh, what good, they're well, well living is, is their life is too small. They're supposed to allow more, receive more, be more, but they have to let go of the things that are keeping them tied up. Yes, and you, you know, you played uh, on two themes that are very strong in the book, which is one, um, what ultimately ended up happening quite by, you might say, synchronicity or accident was that in the process of just being open to anything and everything that might come my way, I really found uh, an opportunity that was greater than anything I could have sort of tried to make myself. So I'm now one year later, the CEO of a new wellness center, residential community, and event facility in the tropical Riviera Maya of Mexico. I mean, it's extraordinary what we've already done, what we're about to do. I I couldn't have possibly imagined that. And as you say, it's so much beyond just, you know, where I was at as an author selling books. I mean, this is now creating a place and a space where people can come for transformation. Uh, so much bigger than what I was even thinking myself. On the other hand, the process of packing up my life in the United States and moving here involved a tremendous amount of risk and a tremendous amount of downsizing because as a startup and a new company and coming in as a partner, I mean, essentially, um, my talent and my energy and my time was my investment and uh, my payback will be in the future. Uh, which means that there is no longer a big house in a nice neighborhood. Uh, it's, it's a small house, uh, you know, in the jungle by the ocean, <laughs> which, as it turns out, uh, is much better. And instead of being in a fancy neighborhood full of gated communities, you know, I'm living in a little, barely even, could you call it a Pueblo, um, you know, not far from the beach, uh, where everybody knows everybody, and uh, we see friends every day, and, and people are quick to help and quick to forgive and, and quick to have fun together. I mean, we gave up so much, and in that process, we faced a lot of fear, but once we moved through it, the rewards were extraordinary. My guest today is Jonathan Allerby, who walked away from a quickly growing career in the United States 
In order to move his family to the Riviera Maya of Mexico, he risked everything to take on the role of CEO of Tao Inspired Living, a residential development and event center dedicated to the pursuit of health and well-being. In one of the most sought-after tropical destinations in the world, Jonathan Ellerby reclaims age-old lessons and also faces the turbulent waters of relocation, societal fear, and cultural evolution in a time of global financial and spiritual upheaval. The resulting wisdom is a joy to read and a treasure chest of life-changing steps to put into practice that it's never too late to redesign your life. It only requires the choice to do so. My guest is Jonathan Ellerby, and the book is The Promise of Paradise, Life-Changing Lessons from the Tropics. You can find out more at jonathanellerby.com. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. In the summer of 2010, Jonathan Ellerby's book, Inspiration Deficit Disorder, The No-Pill Prescription to End High Stress, Low Energy, and Bad Habits, was published. It was not a runaway hit, but it did very well. 
and it made it on some bestseller lists. The topic of managing stress, breaking bad habits, and finding passions shot Jonathan into more mainstream media, including daytime network TV and top-tier magazines. So many gifts and opportunities flowed from the book's release that he was overwhelmed by a sense of gratitude for all that he had had in his life, and everything appeared to be on track. However, despite the success, there was one major problem. The greatest liability of writing personal growth and life improvement books is you often find yourself not only consumed by the topic you're writing about, but also that life actually conspires to force you to live the lessons that you're teaching. My guest today is Jonathan Ellerby, and he's written The Promise of Paradise, Life-Changing Lessons from the Topic. It is the life and the book and the teachings that was birthed out of the lessons of inspiration deficit disorder. So welcome back, Jonathan. I love thank that part. You, I you. love that part that says that when you write something that you're gonna you're gonna have to live the lesson of it because I've seen that become true far more times in my life than I can count. So I, I just love that you wrote that in your book. I know, I know I laugh every time I I, I, I hear that myself or read it again. I, I, you know, I, I need to write a, I, 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 well, this is funny because when I started going through a difficult time and a lot of stress, um, after writing that book, I said to someone, you know, I should really write a, write a book called, you know, my easy life in the tropics, you know, it's kind of like a joke, right? But what's interesting about that was that what, what, what came out of my vulnerability and, and, and the innocence of my humor was kind of this this sense of what kind of a life would really fit me better. And, you know, a lot of, just for me personally, a lot of time outside and not just outside, but in a specific kind of place with time for my family and certain other things, you know, a lot of what I was, I guess you might say dreaming of or hoping to move towards wasn't just about career and income. It was much, much more about quality of life. And remarkably, that's, that's what came. Um, and it brings up the whole subject of manifestation and attraction, which is really, I think, more complicated than most people realize um, when we talk about uh, the pursuit of success. Well, when you, and when we talk about that, why is it that we, we want one thing, but we place that one thing in the far distant future, and we create this entire path that is really more difficult to get there. It might be things that we love. It might even be things that we're good at. But we're really almost running around the earth to end up in our backyard. Yes. I mean, I mean, you I wanted to be, you wanted that lifestyle of freedom and beach and all of that kind of thing. And you knew that kind of at a distance that that's the goal at, the, at some point that I'm going to get to. But yet this other side of you, which happens to all of us, is it started moving towards that busyness that, okay, I need to help, I need to serve, I need to teach, I need yes, to, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, essentially what, ha- what happens is that um, because we're human, anything we do, spiritual, financial, romantic, is always subject to our humanity, which means that we might be... Um, a devout churchgoer, we might be um, a yogi, we might be a financial advisor, and we can do any of those things from a variety of different, you might say, places within ourselves, or you might even say any uh, of a number of different levels or layers of the human experience. So this might be an interesting time to introduce this idea, 
for me, I like to talk about three levels of success or three styles of success. And the first level is really the social success. And that's success on other people's terms. Typically, it's money. Typically, it's role. Typically, it's power and influence. And there's nothing wrong with it implicitly. It's just that it's defined externally. The second level of success, I mean, I'm sure there's a thousand, but the three that are helpful, um, the second level is really self-success or, or you might say soul success in which you're realizing your truth, your dreams, you're, you're speaking authentically, you're, you're doing things that are fulfilling and exciting and it's all about your passion. Okay, so it might move away from finance. And of course, what's very tempting for a lot of people that are looking for soul success is to create a nice synergy between social success and soul success. After all, if you think of them as um, nested circles, right, level two inside level one, they're neighbors. So why not try to be rich and famous doing what you love? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's the unfortunate promise of most self-help teachers today. It's not just do what you love, but do what you love and be the best and get paid well and have your own TV show. But the third layer is really what I would call spiritual success or spirit success. And that's the the level of success in which you really realize your wholeness as an individual, as a spiritual being, that your success is implicit, that dignity is implicit, that, that... Respect and and power and love and joy are all implicit. That it's not even about what you do or whether you get your way. It's about how you relate to the world. It's about how you do things. And it's about the consciousness that you reside within. And that's the most extraordinary type of success I believe people can pursue. And on the most practical level, it leads to resilience. It leads to less stress. And, and interestingly, I, it is my experience, it also spontaneously uh, facilitates soul success as well. So you might say each level of success has its own innate gift and yet doesn't exclude or preclude you from accessing those other levels. So, Jonathan, is it that we need to get really clear with ourselves so that we understand what that level of success looks like and feels like and means to us? Or is it is success itself an evolutionary process and we go through those different levels? Mm. I'll tell you, that's a, that's a fascinating question because I have paid a lot of attention to this. I'd say it's three things. So you asked if it was two. I'm going to say it's actually three. One I absolutely have observed, because I've worked in my previous uh, role at Canyon Ranch with some of the most powerful celebrities and CEOs you can think of, and I have seen consistently a movement from social success to soul success to spiritual success naturally, because essentially what happens is if someone really is a talented or driven person, um, if at least they have one eye open they will eventually reveal the limits of whatever their level of success is and will be pressed by circumstance or conscience to the next level. And the greatest example, I think, is Bill Gates, who once upon a time started off as, you know, I'd say a fairly aggressive, computer-savvy guy in the business world. 
Um, and now, you know, you hear this guy speak and all he ever talks about is charity and giving back and the importance of your family. That was an evolution for him. It didn't start like that. On the other hand, yes, it is possible to conceive the success you want and pursue it directly. That's really more of what I'd call a level two uh, consciousness and style, right? That's the whole visioning board. I picture what I want. I dream what I want. I write what I want. I talk to people about what I want, and then I attract what I want into my life. And I absolutely experience that that is possible, that that's powerful, and it can work. But the problem is too many of us let our level one picture of success, our social idea of success, filter into that level two process. So it becomes distorted and tainted, and it's not really true. So then we're not even 100% satisfied or engaged and fulfilled when we get what we want. Finally, I mentioned there'd be a third way. The third way is really to just come at it all from that third level, that, that spirit success or the spiritual success, in which you have the inner strength and the higher connection, the higher values to release your clinging to both of the previous levels that you realize that even you might not know what's in your best interest. Even you might not know what's in your highest good. And so we engage a different kind of pursuit that is much more receptive, intuitive, patient, um, and inward. And isn't that a gift to get to that place, to, to be willing to surrender to that place and also to be open for something else, something completely unknown to actually happen, how did you develop the trust for that to occur? Well, I have a funny story about how that happened, um, although I don't know how long we are from a break. Um, in some ways, it was given to me, and I, I was very blessed to have that lesson um, at a young age. And on the other hand, I had to reclaim that, that lesson recently in a very, very difficult way. So how it came to me first was through a long series of spontaneous, you might say, spiritual experiences, deeply meditative, deeply intuitive, deeply mystical, you know, uh, direct experiences of spirit and energy, um, divine awareness, I guess you could call it. And as a young person, I mean, those experiences were so, so real that they truly shaped my sense of value and purpose. And so at a young age, I mean, it started for me around 10 and was very, very rooted in who I was by the time I left high school. I did not pursue my adult life or my adult education or career with a social success model in mind ever. And I always drew from that silent awareness of spirit or higher power, whatever you want to call it, um, in all of my pursuits and all of my struggles. However, as I became more socially successful at those soulful and spiritual pursuits, slowly, and I think you referred to this earlier, slowly the responsibilities and demands and habits started to take hold just as a function of completing the tasks and working with other people. And I'll tell you, when I relocated to Mexico, I was confronted very 
dramatically with just how far I had drifted from that spiritual consciousness of success when I, you know, I landed here in a little uh, town before our, 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 our company was really open and internet wasn't reliable and phone wasn't reliable and we lost our income and getting around was difficult and um, access to amenities was hard and uh, I realized just how much I myself had become reconditioned. Uh, and I'm going to stop things. you right there, Jonathan, so we can take a break, and then we'll continue that right afterward. My guest today is Jonathan Ellerby, and he is a featured expert in film, print, television, and radio. He's the best-selling author and CEO of Tao Inspired Living in the Riviera Maya of Mexico. He's also the author of Inspiration Deficit Disorder, but we're talking about The Promise of Paradise today. Uh, if you want to find a book that really is an extraordinary guidebook that helps you with the tools and the attitude to make the greatest move of your life, this is the book you need to pick up. Also, if you need a wonderful retreat or if you want to discover Tao Inspired Living, which is the only full ownership residential resort committed to wellness in the Riviera Maya, Tao Inspired Living is an affordable, luxury-gated community in one of the safest, most financially thriving areas in Latin America. It was created as a sanctuary for the pursuit of your greatest health, happiness, and life in balance. This is a wonderful resort that also provides you the balance, the support, the holistic uh, modalities, and also many workshops that take place throughout the year at this beautiful place. So you can connect with Tao Inspired Living at TaoInspiredLiving.com, and you can connect with Jonathan Ellerby at JonathanEllerby.com. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. What do the stars really hold in store for you? Yeah, you've heard that before. What you need is an astrological detective to help you get inside and sort it all out. Enter Andrea Gertz, Astrological Detective. Andrea uses various research methods to explore the magical science of astrology. What does the future mean? Is that person really your soulmate? And why? It's not just the what, but the how and why. 
It's Andrea Gertz, Astrological Detective, heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcast each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Jonathan Ellerby, author of The Promise of Paradise, Life-Changing Lessons from the Tropics, says that five key values exist for an inspired life. One is connection, becoming aware of the importance of your relationships. The second is vitality, largely about energy and how you manage that in your life. Inspiration, this is about seeking meaning, feeling purpose, and cultivating a connection to the sense of inner peace from which energy and connection can flow. The fourth is service, which is both an attitude and a way of acting that feeds the totality of your well-being. And the fifth one is integrity. Without integrity, your commitment to an inspired and vibrant life will be nothing more than research, philosophy, and promises. This is from the book, The Promise of Paradise, The Life-Changing Lessons from the Tropics. And you can find out more about that on Jonathan's website, jonathanellerby.com. So welcome back, Jonathan. I definitely want to continue where we were There were certain hard lessons that came from making that move. Certainly, um, some of the lessons came from just having to pack your house up and try to fit whatever you could in one car to drive across the border. (laughs) Talk Talk about some of that so that we can understand it. And then I want to get a little bit into the shadow side of manifestation. Yeah, great. That sounds good. And it's funny because, you know, I feel like I've never been more in alignment in my life. I feel like I've never been more on track or fulfilled, and I also feel like I've never been so brutally educated by my life circumstance. And, uh, you know, the first thing that happened, you know, just to run through a few of the big ones, was, you know, I was confronted with my my own materialism. You know, I mean, here I was, uh, a spiritual teacher, a life coach kind of guy, and, uh, you know, talking to people about the importance of, you know, love and values and so on. But, you know, when I had to downsize a four-bedroom house and pack it all into a suburban 
um, and give away or sell everything that didn't fit. Uh, you, you better believe I started to become very attached and clingy and frustrated. And, and I realized that even though, you know, our stuff was spiritual stuff and cultural stuff and it told a great story, uh, it was still stuff, you know. In the end, it was just stuff. So that was something. Um, to land in a place, you know, that, that or at least when we first arrived, that didn't have a lot of the conventional amenities that we were used to, um, precisely because we chose to, you know, rather than live in one of the larger centers here like Playa del Carmen or Tulum, we, we situated in a very, very small little, barely even a town called Acumal, so we could be close to the project. Um, so even though, you know, People 20 minutes away have giant flat screen TVs and high-speed internet. You know, we were living at the end of a very, very long, bumpy jungle road, and um, it was like going back 70 years in time. Um, and I realized how much I had become dependent on my BlackBerry and my iPad and my computer and my, you know, all these different gadgets. And, and again, like all the stuff, it didn't take too long before I realized I didn't need that stuff either. And then there was the process of building a business in another country, which, you know, I mean, we have a, just a brilliant team here in Mexico, but there's a steep learning curve uh, to become a CEO in a, in a different country where half our team, you know, uh, well, more than half our team really born, was born and raised speaking another language and there's different cultural assumptions about how people work. And, uh, you know, that caused me to let go of a lot of my assumptions. And, um, you know, and finally, I think it was also recognizing, and, and maybe this leads into our other topic, that, that our move was having a bigger impact um, in my own life than just on me. It had a big impact on my wife. It had a big impact on my son. It had an impact on our family. Um, you know, our family suddenly felt like they couldn't see us as often. And, you know, there were things that my wife struggled with that maybe I didn't, but, but, you know, we had chosen this together and how were we going to support each other through that? Fortunately, I can say my, my son got seemingly the best end of the deal. He was three when we moved here and he had <laughs> nothing but loved every moment of learning Spanish and spending a lot of time in the ocean and he has a great school. Um, but I'll tell you, there was a lot of uh, assumptions, habits, social expectations, and fear that we had to move through in those first months before we could really, really enjoy and appreciate the magic that, that we have. And, and we do have uh, an endless supply of that. Well, I, I think that a lot of people, if you just if they just misplaced their iPhones and their Blackberries and their iPads for a day, they would go into panic mode. But to to get to the point where you realize that that stuff is not as important as the importance we place on it, and that we really are here for other types of things, then we have to start looking at you know how material are we? And and we don't like to be called material beings, but we live in a material society. It's it's thrown at us in every piece of media that we have and in, in other households and the lifestyles of people around us. What is that shadow side of manifestation? How do we, and I don't want to say push it away, because when we push things away, we just create more of it. So how do we integrate that but release it in a way that we step more into our own authentic power? Yeah, I think this is a, 
such an important question for people who are committed to change and transformation because these days it's pretty hard to have an interest in life change without coming across the law of attraction and this concept that we can co-create or manifest our reality. So as a quick recap for anyone who this may sound vaguely new to, um, there is simply uh, an age-old experience and belief that life isn't random and it's not just a matter of waiting for circumstances to change and the luck of the draw, but that we co-create our reality through our thoughts, our intentions, obviously through our choices and actions, but, but really through our energy field, how we think, what we think about, how we pray, and what we simply draw into or attract into our lives just by virtue of wanting it that much. Well, this is where we start slipping into the shadow because there is no question that we are energetic beings and that consciousness is the fundamental um, integrator of reality, which means that what I think does have a ripple effect in the world. But when we start trying to manipulate that, we have to reconcile the difference between what I want and what I need. And just because I want something badly, does that qualify as a passion? Or is that just uh, a desire? Or is that just a reaction? Or is that an addiction? Um, How do I even know what I should be manifesting? And what if I get what I want? Does that mean it's right for me? Um, If I'm good at something, does that mean I should do it? You know, there's a lot of unexamined questions that go on. And, and, And so what happens is people, in many cases, will pursue this this um, path of manifestation or or engage the law of attraction essentially from a selfish place, essentially from an unexamined place. The examination is what do I really, really want, as opposed to going the next step, which is, is that what the universe wants? Is that what God wants? Is that what life wants? Is that in my highest good? I mean, to ask what do I really want and what is in my highest good are two totally separate questions. And so the shadow side is that, yes, this power is true, and yet how we use it, the sense of responsibility that we come to it with, the sense of accountability that we hold it with, is often unexamined. And it's unexamined because it serves us not to examine it. Because very often the relationship that we want most actually might not be for us. The job that we think we deserve, we might not. The income that we think is the income we want, again, might not be either in our highest good or or serve the fulfillment of our greatest joy and passion. So if we're willing to admit that we carry our humanness, our shortcomings, our, you name it, eccentricities, preferences, and wounds into our manifestation manifestation process, if we can admit that, then suddenly we can relax a little bit. Suddenly we can let go a little more and we can get into a deeper quality of manifestation, which I truly believe is what we were born to do. I truly believe it's our highest power and gift when it comes to manifesting. And that begins with what I earlier called a level three consciousness. It's not asking what do I want out of life, but what does life want from me? And Mm -hmm. it's not about asking 
God to help me create the life I want, but letting God know that I'm available to create the life I was born to live and that I don't know what that is, that it's a process of discovery and I'm willing to take risks and follow cues and trust, trust, trust. I mean, one of the shocking stories in my book was the fact that I gave up the job I had before I accepted or even was presented with the new opportunity. So don't think, oh, he left one job for a better job. No, I left one job for nothing. I left one really good job and a lot of opportunity to simply wait and see. And that's when the most extraordinary thing came across my path. So the big question is not what do you want out of life, it is what does life want for you? My guest today is Jonathan Ellerby. He is the author of The Promise of Paradise, Life-Changing Lessons from the Topics. He is also the CEO of Tao Inspired Living, which is a full ownership residential resort committed to wellness in the Riviera Maya. This is a wonderful little book that will allow you to truly get clear on if you're really living the life you want or if there's time that you need to take to really contemplate that. He's also the author and international bestseller of Inspiration Deficit Disorder. We'll be right back with Jonathan Ellerby. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. I do want everyone to access 1111 Magazine. It is completely free for you, all current and archived issues. You can go to 1111mag.com and access that at any time. The new release will be out in the next week, and we've got some really amazing uh, interviews in that one. Gary Zukoff, Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, and Foster Gamble, the creator of the movie Thrive. Some powerful, powerful interviews are in that magazine, and it is a, an incredible issue about stretching out of our skin, which is very much about what we're talking today. Um, it takes great stretching out of our skin 
to move into a different type of experience, especially if we're jumping from something and we don't really have a net to land on. I always believe that we either... Uh, we can look at things from two points of view, and how we're looking at it is what makes the difference. Either we're running to something or running from something. If we're running to something, then it's in our best interest. If we're running from something, we're going to bring a whole trail of things behind us. So, Jonathan, you were talking about that move and, and moving forward and really shifting your entire experience. What have been some of the biggest lessons that you have been able to learn now that you've allowed, and, and I stress that word, allowed a different experience of yourself in your life? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, a new hobby that I have, and it's called stand-up paddleboard. I talk about it in the book. And basically, some say this is a old... 2,000-year-old Hawaiian practice. Some people say it's like some new sport just made up. But it, you're out on the ocean typically. It could be a lake or a river, but in this case, I'm out on the ocean on a, on a surfboard, essentially, something like a surfboard, except instead of riding waves, you stand on the board with a long paddle, and you can explore the ocean, you can surf, you can tour in little bays, and it, it's, it's just for me, incredibly um, fun, and there's just so much I love about it. But this relates to your question, because part of what I love most is being so intimately in the domain of the ocean. Because whenever I go out to sea, (laughs) um, it always reminds me of how vulnerable I am. It reminds me that really no matter how good a swimmer I am, no matter how good a paddler I am, that there is a force so much more awesome than I am. And that real mastery of this sport, stand-up paddleboard, at least on the ocean, is not about being stronger than the ocean. It's not about overcoming the ocean, but it's about learning to be receptive, intuitive, and infinitely and moment-to-moment present and responsive to the ever-shifting balance um, in the ocean or on the ocean, uh, as it is for me. And and, and really, it parallels the big lesson that I am truly, I believe, (laughs) deeply in every day now, which is um, this process of, of, of surrendering daily, moment by moment, to the fact that life is simply more powerful than me. My circumstances are ultimately uncontrollable, despite how much I can influence them, and that true grace is not about, um, I guess, either being totally unattached or totally in command, but finding balance, just finding balance moment to moment to moment. Um, much much like a dance, um, starting a new company in another country, moving my family. I mean, the reality is we have been vulnerable at every point in the process. And what I realize most is that that is the true state of everyone always. And yet realizing it, it's not terrifying or upsetting. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. And you know what? It relieves a lot of burden because I think a lot of people in this world are evaluating themselves by 
external standards, what they have and what they do and how well things go and how fast they go and what things look like. And in the end, I mean, really, the, the only work is to stay in balance. I mean, it's the, it's the only work there is um, with an open mind and an open heart to learn with each step and integrate that into the new concept of balance and to, to continuously deepen um, what that process is. And to that end, it really doesn't matter how, quote, successful you are because when you can achieve balance moment to moment, good and bad, rough and calm, you realize that success is about um, character and values and who you are. And really, it has little to do with um, what you're doing or what other people think. We know that, but to live it, that, that is a, a powerful, powerful dance. And that is what it looks like to be a master and a teacher. This is Jonathan Ellerby, and his book is The Promise of Paradise. Before we close out, I want to read to you his Simplicity Pledge, which is at the end of the book. As I do so, close your eyes and breathe and take these words in as you set a moment to achieve what Jonathan is speaking about in this book, The Promise of Paradise. Today I am grateful for life. I feel grateful for all I am and everything that brought me to this moment. For in this moment, I have a choice. Today, I will honor the people in my world, strange and familiar, and I choose to appreciate and co-create beauty in the world. Today, I will give more and be content with consuming and having less. I will listen more and slow down often. I will not indulge in what feels like unhealthy and destructive energy, and I will not contribute to such things by my actions or thoughts. I will accept things as they are. And I will find the strength to make meaningful change. My life and the health of the natural world are united, and my actions will reflect that. Today I will enjoy the little things, and I will stay connected to something greater. I will laugh more, say thank you more, and take time to enjoy myself and help others. In this moment, I am present, awake, and aware, and that is all I need to be at peace. I am an inseparable part of God and everything in this universe. This moment is enough to know that. This moment is all that I need. JonathanEllerby.com If you'd like to find out more about Tower Inspired Living, go to TowerInspiredLiving.com, T-A-O-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D, Living.com. If you are looking for a retreat, if you need to get away, if you need some wholeness, if you need a wellness center and a hotel boutique, if you're a coach, a therapist, a speaker, or anyone that holds any sorts of workshops, get in touch with Tower Inspired Living and have your events there. It's an amazing, wonderful place with wonderful energy and the right heart and mission behind it. Again, that's TowInspiredLiving.com, and you can connect more deeply with Jonathan Ellerby at JonathanEllerby.com. This is Simran Singh. Next week, my guest is going to be Sophie Rose, and we're going to be talking about the way of the heart. So I hope you'll join me. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well.
Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.